0: What's up, you guys? I'm Anya, and I'm Kylie, and this is Two Degrees Hotter, the post
1: grad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Degrees Hotter podcast.
0: Yes, hello, everybody.
1: We are excited that you're tuning into this one. I think this will be an especially fun and reflective episode. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially because Anya and I
0: birthdays. Well, actually, by the time they're hearing this, it will have been past my birthday because um, we recorded in advance, as we've said. So yeah, we wanted to, since my birthday's in the middle of October, Anya's is in the middle of November, we figured now is a good time to reflect on everything that we've learned in our 22 years on this earth.
1: Yeah, so we're each going to give you 11 pieces of advice. Um. So that's total 22 if you're keeping up. Um, and some of them are deep. Some of them are not. Uh, we just thought it was a fun episode topic and we see people do these as like blog posts and stuff sometimes. So we were like, why not?
0: Yeah. So let's get into our segments before we do that.
1: So for my weekend review, I wanted to shout out one of the simpler things in life and that is cleaning out your closet. So I feel like I avoid this, like the plague, when I'm home because basically like all the clothes that I like and wear with any frequency end up with me at school uh, in the past. So going through all my clothes at home is just like never fun because it's all the stuff that I've left behind for a reason, you know what I mean? Um, whether it's like out of style or like doesn't fit me anymore, like it's just like all the stuff that I know I don't really want. So like the act of going through it is just kind of like, I don't know, dreadful. Um, but my mom is, you know, those like, I feel like it's like a a shared experience that moms just like want to go through your stuff and they bring like plastic bags and they want to like throw everything away. Um, well we had one of those moments and so I was actually (laughs) glad that she pushed me to do it because it was very freeing to get rid of some stuff. I feel like it was like some like 2014 Vineyard Vines polos like unearthed from the depths. Like we really did that. So (laughs) Felt good. Felt good to, you know, send them off to better homes. Um, my mom is listing some of it on eBay, as you guys know. She's an eBay queen. Uh some other some other stuff is getting donated. But yeah, it was very freeing, honestly. It was actually nice to like know what I have here and what I don't have. And like I got rid of the majority of stuff that I have here, but now it's like I can actually sort of unpack from the stuff that I brought home from school. At least like the cold weather stuff that's like gonna be used in the near term. And like actually see everything and like know what I wanna buy now because there's just room in my closet. So yeah, not fun to like, make yourself do it, but would recommend the experience overall. So if you're in that place, that seasonal, seasonal clean out place, I encourage you to make moves and clean out your closet.
0: Yeah, I did a really big closet clean
1: out at the beginning
0: of quarantine. And my mom's the opposite. She's like, what do you mean you're getting rid of this dress that you haven't worn in six years and that probably also doesn't fit you because you haven't worn it in six years? And I'm like, I don't wear it. And she's like, but you did this really great memory in it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and the memory will live,
1: but the dress will not. Like, it's going. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mom's like, oh, come on, you're never going skiing. We can get rid of this jacket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely two schools of thought, but I love getting rid of stuff. I think it's really satisfying. So, for my weekend review... Listen, Anya's not going to really banter with me on this one because she's not super familiar. But, so David Dobrik, he just came out with a perfume. And I would like to start by saying that I have no intention of buying the perfume at this time. However, he released the promo for it. All of my David Dobrik stands, you've seen it. Like, I know you have. And, wow. So, I've always been one of those girls that finds David Dobrik very attractive. It is what it is. He is very attractive to me.
1: He is very gorgeous to me.
0: (laughs) He is very (laughs) gorgeous to me. (laughs) But this promo, I wasn't expecting it. And like, wow, I was pretty speechless. I'm not going to lie. It's just phenomenal. And I'm so attracted to him in it. And I can't stop thinking about it. Like, wow. It's it's the hand on the ribs in the bed for me. People who have seen it
1: know what I'm talking about.
0: But, like, I don't know. I feel like he's a very controversial in the sense of, like, you either are like, I don't see how anyone finds this man attractive. Or you're like me. And you're like, if you're single and need a woman, please hit me up. But, yeah. It just... Uh, with law school and everything and the stress, I was like, I really needed this minute and 15 seconds to absolutely fawn over David Dobrik. And it's all I hold on to. And also the song that they use in it is Getaway by St. Motel, I think. Um, And it's a really good song. And I've been listening to it in like, have I been pretending to be the girl in the promo? Maybe. But regardless, it's a good song. And I suggest you check it out. So yeah.
1: If you're a David Dobrik stan
0: like me, you get it. I know you're out there.
1: Do I, like, need context on his life to, like, watch it or enjoy it? Because, like, I don't, I am not familiar with him, like, basically at all, but I've seen a lot of hype about it. I don't, I think it it really depends on if you find him attractive or not. Because, like, there's nothing
0: of, like, substance to the promo, really. Like, it's not, like, groundbreaking.
1: He's just really attractive in it. Are looking him up. I don't even really know what he looks like.
0: I feel like you're going to be like, uh, what's wrong
1: with you? <laughs> I mean, I see the appeal. Like, he's like fun, quirky, like, you know, you met him at a coffee shop vibe. It's the possibility of a free Tesla f- for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he like, gives away a lot of Teslas. So, and yeah, what a blessing. Uh, everyone's also pretty sure that this promo was like him confirming that he's dating the girl in the promo. Mm which is a little upsetting, you know, based on my reaction. But if it's that's not what it is and David Dobrik you're listening, hit me up. I'll leave the podcast email in our show notes.
1: Let's move into our favorites. So my favorite this week is the Headspace app. Not sponsored. I feel like Headspace does sponsor stuff. Um mm-hmm but I have like been one to be like on and off with it in the past. So Headspace is a meditation app, if you guys Mm -hmm. don't know. Um, And I really like it because it lets you set three, five, or 10 minute increments for every single exercise. So it's like very practical with like the amount of time you happen to have that day and also like how good you are at meditating because it's like basically impossible to do 10 minutes right off the bat. So I've been on and off with it in the past, but I redownloaded it recently and I prefer it right now compared to previous times because normally you can only do like the basics for free. And then I think it's like a subscription plan. Um, but right now they're offering a weathering the storm, like whole section of the app. So there's like very specific meditations. Like there's like living through unemployment, adapting to sudden change, recovering confidence, finding purpose, working at home, like very relevant stuff right now. Um, and so I, think it's like more worth downloading now than previous times because there's a lot more you can do for free on the app. So would highly recommend checking it out. I'm not like a perfect meditator by any means, but I'm like almost done with the basic pack and it's kind of fun. Like I'm kind of starting to look forward to it. So kind of nice.
0: That is nice. I have um, the Fitbit app and they just recently added a new goal. They call it mindfulness, but um, they have little like meditations um to use and I really want to get in the habit of using them because I've just heard such good things about meditation like I feel like all the people you know who like really have their stuff together and like aren't just anxiety-ridden meditate so I'm like maybe I should try that so that I'm not as anxiety-ridden as I (laughs) am
1: yeah I've been trying to get into a habit of like stretching and meditation um either in the morning or at night I can't figure out what works better for me yet but it just takes like 15 minutes kind of nice give yourself the time Mm -hmm. you know little
0: self-care yeah. every day. I love it. So my favorite, I feel like is a little odd, but it's a favorite nonetheless. So I recently switched to daily contacts and anyone who knows me knows number one, I'm blind. Number two, I like, so I started out when I first got contacts with monthly. So you would use the same pair all month long. And when I tell you that by like three o'clock in the afternoon, I looked high because my eyes were just <laughs> so bloodshot and so dry and by like I don't know the sixth seventh day of wearing them and they're supposed to last a month they would like hurt because my eyes were just so dry so I was like this is not it I switched to two week ones and while my eyes were able to like stay a little less red throughout the day I was still finding like come that sixth seventh day that my eyes just hurt and I didn't want to wear my contacts So I finally got daily contacts and life-changing. They really are because every morning I put my contacts in and my eyes just don't hurt. Well, I shouldn't say every morning because I don't wear contacts every morning, which is another thing when you have like the reusable ones. If you don't wear contacts every single day, it's kind of wasteful because like technically you're only supposed to use them for the two weeks, if that makes sense. So I feel like just from like a lifestyle standpoint as well, especially being on Zoom, I very rarely put contacts in. I usually just do my glasses because like what's the point of putting contacts in if like I'm going to be in my bedroom all day. So yeah, so if I know daily contacts are a lot more expensive than other pairs, that's kind of what deterred me from getting them from the start. So if anyone's been on the fence about getting daily contacts and wondering if it's worth kind of the steeper investment, I'm very highly recommend that you go talk to your eye doctor about it.
1: Yeah, I feel like most people that I know that wear contacts in general do have the daily ones, and it's funny cuz like my initial my initial like perception would be that they're more wasteful because you're throwing out a contact every day, but I guess to your point like if the monthlies are only good for like a month regardless of how often you use them, then I can see why it makes sense that like the opposite is actually true.
0: Yeah, and I also just think like if you're someone who can continue one single pair of contacts for an entire month and not have issues, like, by all means, like, that is going to be um, less wasteful in the end. But for me, I was getting so little, like, time use out of them that it just wasn't worth it anymore. I'm probably generating the same amount of waste now than if I had kept, like, my two weeks or my monthly... Contacts, and I'm a lot more comfortable with it. And obviously, I mean, it sucks already to wake up and not be able to see. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So, when I can see, I don't want it to be painful. Fair enough. All right, let's shift into our main episode content, which is 22 things we learned at 22. So, like I said, we each wrote down 11. So, we're just going to take turns giving some advice, some deep, some lighthearted, just, you know, our learnings from this past year. For sure. My first piece of advice, number one, they're not in like order of importance or anything, by the way. Yeah, no. Um, But the first one that I'm going to say is that you can't always be in control of your situation, but you can control how you adapt to it. And I think we all know what this is about, just like this year in general, being like totally haywire compared to what any of us thought. And I don't want this to be like misconstrued in like the way where it's just like, oh, we'll just like be... Be happy, be less anxious. Like, you know, that's not what I'm trying to say. I don't think that you can just think happy thoughts and it'll solve everything, but like you can just try your best to be more accepting of change and learn to be more adaptable and know that it'll save you a lot of stress in the end. Because I'm like a very non adaptable person, I guess. Like, I don't like when plans change. Um, I'm sure you guys all know that from my solo episode. But I think like this year has taught me that being more comfortable with change will only make your life easier in the end because change is inevitable. You know, maybe not change this drastic, but like change in general is inevitable. Um, And I saw a quote on TikTok, actually, I wish I noted who said this, but it was just like a random TikTok on my for you page. And I thought it described um, the way that I was feeling a couple months ago. Well, so it says coming back to your hometown after creating a life for yourself in another city feels like entering an alternate reality. There's a period of disassociation, a split between who you are now and who you were then. But I think when you're able to create a bridge between those two worlds, peace can set in. And I feel like I'm finally getting to that place of like accepting that, you know, this is just how this year went for us all. And, um, you know, things are going to improve eventually. But for now, we just kind of have to ride it out. And I think it's like much less stressful to just accept it (laughs) than it is to like constantly fight it as hard as that is to get to that place. But yeah, that was my first piece of advice. Yeah, for sure. And I
0: think you're definitely right that like we all to a certain extent feel this way. Like even my mom and I were talking about the group of girls that Anya and I graduated with from our studio. My mom was like, everyone is so successful and just listing off everything that everyone's up to right now. And I was like, the funniest part is, is that if you asked any of us if we felt successful right now, I think all of us would say no. Yeah. Because this is just such a weird year. So, yeah, I think that's a great first lesson. So, my first lesson is that it's okay to fail. And I am definitely saying this to myself as much as I am saying it to you guys. Um, I think, especially growing up with school being a priority, and Ani and I have talked about we're very type A, very, you know, always trying to do our best and like do well, especially in school, but also like in anything that we do. I was always so afraid to fail. Like, I felt like there was never any room to mess up on anything because now all of a sudden you're failing this test and your grade is lower and your college applications don't look as good. And you know what I mean? Like, there's just that like domino effect that comes with not doing well on something. And I felt like I just never had that room to be able to fail. But the truth is, is that you learn so much more when you mess something up. Like, I even think back to, like, taking a quiz for my civil procedure class. I promise you, I know the rule that applies to the questions I got wrong probably more than I know the rules to the questions that I got right because you get them wrong and now you're like, okay, yeah, I cannot forget that X rule or whatever it is. And you can apply this to whatever subject (laughs) you want to apply it to, but I think it's important to, like, maintain that mentality of working hard and don't like use this as an excuse to say like, well, whatever, that means I won't study for my test because like I'll learn after I fail it. That's not what I'm (laughs) saying. Um, Work hard, but also realize that if you don't do as well as you want to or you hope to, there's still a lesson to be learned when that happens. And so if that brings you any peace, I hope. That's all I can hope to do, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I feel like for me, I'm always the most nervous about failing when I'm like new to something. I don't know if you feel this way too, but like I remember at my very first internship, like I was so nervous to like mess anything up. But like you have to realize that like the people training you have made the same mistakes that you did in the past. Mm -hmm. So like there's no reason to be embarrassed of failing because it's like that's the only way that you're going to end up in their position one day. So Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's a really
1: good point. So kind of on that work-related note, I guess, my third piece of advice is apply for the job you don't think you're qualified for <laughs> because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> um, so my role right now is a program manager position. It's interesting because most of the roles that I was applying to or like would be typical to apply to right at of college are like coordinator, administrator, associate. Associate is like the big one. Like I was really just looking for roles that were like associate. Like if I saw the word manager, I was like, oh, I'm not qualified, like you have to work in the field for a few years to like be a manager. And that's pretty typical. But I just saw this one and I thought it really like spoke to my interests and like my skills. Um and I just gave it a try and here I am. And I think people are often surprised when they get on calls with me for the first time and you know they see program manager in my email signature and then they meet me and they're like, oh you're like 12 years old. <laughs> um so I'm still like adjusting to that and everything. But you know, the title is really just the title. If you feel like you match up with like the skills and the qualifications, go for it. Um, because if I hadn't gone for it, who knows what job I'd have right now. So just give it a try. And like men do it all the time. Literally think about it. Like Donald Trump is our president, you know? So. Tea. <laughs> tea. Oh my God. We'll get into uh, that actually kind of ties into
0: one of my later lessons, but we'll get to that. Um, so my next lesson is, and we talked about this before on the podcast, if you're uncomfortable, it means you're growing. So this kind of ties into my first lesson, because obviously failing, I don't know of many people that are comfortable with failing. Um, but it's that uncomfortability that allows you to grow and put yourself, like, they always say, like, life begins outside of your comfort zone or whatever the cliche, like, saying is, but it's true. Like, when you're uncomfortable, it forces you to look at things in a new perspective, apply things in a new way, and you just end up learning so much more from it. Um, so, I think law school is a great example. I've been honest with you guys before. I feel so out of my element. In college, I never really felt, like, imposter syndrome. I feel like it's really common for people in undergrad, but I felt really comfortable at school and I don't necessarily know what factors contributed to that, but I just felt really at home. So this is the first time that I'm really dealing with some imposter syndrome. Like every day I'm like, how am I here? I need to drop out because I'm an idiot, but also I got to keep going because I can't drop out because that's a bad idea. So I'm trying to learn that, like, this uncomfortability is okay, and it's okay that I'm intimidated right now because I am new to this, and I shouldn't have it all figured out by week seven or whatever the heck week it is of the semester, but rather using that uncomfortability and that uncertainty to, like, motivate you to work hard because if you work hard, no matter what it is, if you work hard and give it your best, that's literally all you can do in anything. And so you can't beat yourself up about it if that's what you're doing, if you're just working hard and doing your best, so long as your mental health isn't suffering. And this is something that I know I need to work on, something that I'm kind of saying here now to hold myself accountable to work on, because it is really important to, you know, make sure your mental health is healthy
1: while still allowing yourself to be uncomfortable and push yourself. Totally. uh, Not to... uh... I just want to call Kylie out really quick because uh, she was the wrong form of your in the, her notes here. Did so I really? You did.
0: Oh, no. In the second one. That's sad. I'm fixing it. Sorry. Yeah, my brain is rotting right now. So you're going to have to forgive
1: me. I just can't help but call you out. So i know you, you need but to also call you're me out. I'm fixing it. So my next one is quite tactical i suppose but um i just feel like the older i get the old the more that i realize that it's important to be responsible about all those like annoying preventative appointments that you don't want to go to and like i remember in college you know all my doctors were like at home and it was just like such a burden to come home and like schedule it for a time that you were going to be home and like i just always saw it as like such a nuisance like i was like oh my god but maybe it's like because i have my own insurance now and like i'm just trying to think more like practically um (laughs) But I'm just realizing how important preventative care is, especially with like very easy things like going to the dentist or like the gynecologist, like those aren't like pleasant experiences, but like it's, you know, you want to be ahead of anything if like God forbid something's wrong. Um, So I just feel like I've gotten a little more mature about that recently, like really trying to, you know, they send you that reminder card, like just schedule the appointment, like The more you put it off, the worse you're going to feel about it. And then it's going to be awkward to call. And then the dentist is going to scold you because you have a bunch of cavities because you missed your last (laughs) appointment. Like, you know how it's going to go. So like, just go, just go, just do it.
0: I feel personally attacked by the (laughs) dentist
1: (laughs) example because the
0: dentist, fun fact, is my least favorite place in the whole entire world. And this is not to be mean to my hygienist. I love my hygienist. Her name is Lynn. She's the best, but I hate the dentist.
1: I did go recently. (laughs) Think about how much worse the dentist is. When you have to go and get like four cavities filled rather than just a cleaning. I know. But when they (laughs) scrape your teeth. I know. It's not great. Yeah. But you're right. Make sure all of your bits
0: from head to toe are doing well. Your bits. It's important. (laughs) This actually is a good segue into mine. And I started to talk about it a little bit. But take your mental health seriously. I wish I could shout this like from the rooftops. Because... Truthfully, it wasn't until I was like an adult, like full fledged, like 20 years old, that I realized that like mental health is health. I feel like there's like a weird, uh, like societal norm that like when you think of health, you think of, you know, exercise and eating right and, you know, preventative care and all of that stuff. And mental health is normally really low on the list if it makes it to the list at all for some people. But there is so much evolving science and studies that show how important your mental health is to your overall health. And if you're not prioritizing it, it can have really damaging effects. So I can't stress it enough. Like the more that I learn about it, the more that I'm like, this is so important. Um, And it's definitely an area in my life where I like am making it a goal to keep on growing and doing better taking care of it. Cause I can be really stubborn and I don't like to admit when like, I don't have things under control or when I need help, but also you just make it worse for yourself when you need help and you're not getting it. So I'm putting into the universe. I want to find a therapist, go to a few therapy sessions, you know, get, get your brain figured out, get your body figured out and everything will be grand. Start out with the Headspace app. I'm telling you, I really should, especially since. Um, the, what's it called? Premium? Yeah. You can use that. Yeah. I really should.
1: Uh, but yeah, it is like crazy how much research is coming out lately about like the fact that stress can just like perpetuate any bodily ailment that you have yeah. and like literally cause long-term damage. Like yeah, if that's not incentive, then I don't know what is. <laughs> Legit. You have to take it seriously because it, it really is health at the end of the day. Um, my next one is pretty straightforward, but I just feel like every year I realize more and more that like people really only care about themselves. So there's rarely ever any need to waste your energy being self-conscious. And I know it's like very easier said than done, but I just feel like every year, like I just, you know, think of yourself at like a pregame, right? You're not like looking at people's outfits and critiquing what they're wearing. You're just thinking about yourself and the fun you're going to have that night. Like it's not, I don't know. I just feel like there's this perception, like you you get this perception for the first time in like middle school that just like everyone cares about what you are doing and what you look like and all this stuff. But if you think about yourself, I mean, at least if I think about myself, I don't really think about that kind of thing like with other people. I'm not constantly judging other people. I'm not like thinking about what they're doing or what they're wearing. I'm thinking about myself. People are selfish and like in a good way. Like there's no reason to think about what other people are doing. So there's no reason to waste your headspace on thinking about what other people are thinking about you, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I realize it more and more every year, like, oh, to be perceived or whatever. Like, people realize that, like, people <laughs> perceive them and then, like, they have, like, a mental breakdown. But, like, so what? Like, how long do you perceive another person? Like, 0.2 seconds, right? And then you move on and you think back to yourself because, like, that's how people are. It's, like, survival. So just, like, relax. Wear what you want.
0: <laughs> yeah, tea. And also, even, like, using your pregame example, if I think of myself, if I'm ever thinking about someone else... It's probably in a positive way. Like if I'm thinking about someone's outfit, it's because I'm like, oh, I really like their outfit. Like I wish that I wore something like that. You know what I mean? So just think about it that way. Like if you're so concerned that people are like thinking about you or judging you, the odds of them doing it in a positive way, if at all, I feel like are pretty high. Because like you said, you're either focused on yourself and like what you're doing or you're looking at like what's better than you. And I say that in quotes because that's just like naturally what
1: you do. And just, like, not in a negative way, but, like, you know, like, you're just not that important to other people. Like, yeah, they tea. care about themselves and what they're going to do that night for them. Like, I don't know. It's just – it's freeing once you realize that you can just, like, do whatever you want because nobody's watching you anyway. Like. <laughs> tea. Oh, I love it. Um, I feel
0: like my next one kind of ties really well into that. And it's you your worth. Whew. I want to get this, like, tattooed on my forehead. I mean it. Um. <laughs> I feel like, especially as women, we tend to make ourselves smaller in a lot of ways, whether it be thinking that everyone's thinking about you and thinking that you look bad or whatever it is, or even like so like minute as if you're the type of person like I am that explains something and you could explain a concept in the most eloquent, comprehensive way and then end it with, I don't know if that makes sense or does that make sense? or but I'm not 100% sure no if you know what you're talking about say it with your chest and don't be (laughs) ashamed of it like oh this is something that I'm really learning I think like in my current life to just because I like I said I'm 100% that girl to make myself smaller and even when I know that I know what I'm talking about I always end it with does that make sense Like, no, I know it makes sense. And if it doesn't, you're going to tell me. I don't need to ask you if it makes sense. You'll ask clarifying questions and it'll be fine. So it's okay to recognize where your strengths are, where you're a badass bitch, so long as you also, on the other end, recognize your weaknesses. Like, I'm not trying to tell you that you should be like, yeah, I'm better than everyone. No, Don't be arrogant. Don't be cocky. Don't be one of those people. But don't be afraid to assert your strengths. And assert that you know what you're talking about when you know what you're talking about
1: yeah have you seen that video of AOC where she's like preparing for a big I don't even know like debate I don't want to say debate I don't know what it's called hearing whatever um where she's like I'm gonna take up space I'm gonna take up space (laughs) she (laughs) uses her arms like that
0: and she's (laughs) like I'm prepared enough for this I'm smart enough for this. I'm like, I need to watch it and memorize it. And I'm going to say that to myself in the mirror every morning.
1: I like when she said, I'm mature enough for this, because that's obviously something that she gets flack about a a lot. lot. Um, But yeah, affirmations, important. Yeah, it is. My next one is something that I've realized, like, mostly in a work context, but it also applies in a life context. And it's that you don't have to respond to every single email or text or Slack right away it's fine to be selfish with your time sometimes when you are like working on a task and it's just like better for your headspace to like keep focus. Don't change gears and answer that person's email because you feel like you need, you deserve, or like they deserve a response right away. And I feel like I still find myself getting so anxious to get back to people by like the end of the day. Like I need to answer like all my emails from today by the end of the day. And of course, like, you don't want your inbox getting super backed up or like your phone text messages getting super backed up. Like that's not practical. But if you need more information to put together a better response, or you just feel like you don't have the mental capacity, or you're like working on another task, that's fine. Just like I sometimes I think about how long I wait for other people to get back to me. And I'm like, why am I rushing and like stressing myself out every single day to answer everybody when like, I don't even blink an eye when someone takes three days to get back to me. Just, you know, think of how long you wait for other people, give yourself grace and like let yourself collect all the information that you need before like rushing to respond to people in emails and texts and slacks, like, I don't know. I just feel like being selfish with your time when it's going to lead to a better outcome for everyone involved because you're going to be more informed and like attentive and whatever is like key. So
0: that's a T on that. So my next lesson is to learn to say no. So I am the CEO of saying yes to everything. It's like a disease. I swear to God, I can't say no to any commitment. But I, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast too. I think I talked about it in my episode with Avery. When you say yes to everything and you spread yourself too thin, not only are you doing a disservice to yourself by causing all of that stress and bad stuff in your life because no one likes being (laughs) spread too thin, you're doing a disservice to the things that you're saying yes to. Like, Wouldn't you rather say yes to two things and know that you can give 100% of yourself to doing those two things and doing those two things well, then say yes to six things and four, five weeks into doing them, be completely burnt out and like, I don't know how to go on. So I think learning to figure out what you want to prioritize and what you want to have in your life and saying yes to those things and being okay with saying no to other things honestly helps everyone involved out in the end. Because I guarantee you they want someone that's going to give 100%. Like the things that you're saying no to want something that's giving 100%. So you're leaving room for someone who can do that.
1: I think we talked about this in maybe like the college mistakes episode. But yeah, we've definitely covered this before. Just show up as
0: your best self to whatever you're doing. And if you can't show up as your best self, then maybe you should say no.
1: There you go. (laughs) My next one is like the shortest one on this list, but open a savings account (laughs) um, and deposit what you can every paycheck. And if that's very little, like that's fine. But I feel like I never, I mean, I never had a steady enough income really like until this point to justify opening a savings account. I mean, maybe I did and that's just the wrong way to think about it. But that was my mentality was that just, like, I didn't have a significant enough income to, like, justify a savings account because you do get, um well, you get, like, penalized um if you're always pulling out of your savings. So, it makes mm-hmm. sense to really only have money there that, like, you're not going to touch. And I was like, well, I'm going to touch all my money because I'm a college student. So, yeah, I just feel like I never really had one. And now it's, like, very cool to see it growing. Um, And obviously, like, you accumulate interest and stuff. So, just, like, a good financial thing to do. Um, And now I know that, like, I'm secure in my money like if I do need to like put a bunch of money down when I move into an apartment like I know that I can do that and not have it blow my like checking account. Um so yeah, would highly recommend. The next thing I want to do is figure out how to invest because I know that like just having that amount of money sitting in my savings like it could be going to better things and like growing my portfolio. <laughs> Whatever, I don't know enough about it, but that's my next goal is to like figure out investing because I don't know, I just It's fun to see your money grow, even if it's just, like, by the smallest amount. Like, my interest rate on my savings account is not, like, that great. But I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't have that dollar yesterday. Like, it's it's fun. So, (laughs) yeah, I would highly recommend doing that for yourself, even if you don't think it would be significant in the short term. (laughs) Yeah,
0: even just a rainy day fund. You never know what could pop up and when you could need, you know, even $50. So, Mm -hmm. it's always good to have. You'll have to let me know how you're – Um, investing learning goes, because I also don't know anything about it, but I want to know about it.
1: I feel like I need to start with like Acorn or like one of those.
0: So mine, I'm 100% plagiarizing from Miss Anya with this one.
1: (laughs) I give consent.
0: (laughs) It's if plan A doesn't work, you still have 25 more letters to get through. And that's right, right? It's 25. There's 26 letters in the
1: (laughs) I always have to think about it. I feel like I always want it to be 24, but it's not. I wrote it and I was like, I feel like this is wrong. But I was like, I can't get this wrong.
0: There are, yeah, 26. Excellent. If plan A doesn't work, you still have 25 more letters to get through. If we're being realistic right now and we really think to my plan A, I would be a nurse right now. If you're confused, so am I. (laughs) Like, you just, so not only will, like, weird circumstances, like a pandemic pop up that forces you to change your plans, but also you grow up. Like as people, you just grow and you learn. And with that, sometimes you have to alter your plans. That's kind of what happened with me in nursing. I realized, wait a second, absolutely none of my strengths are in science at all. And all of my strengths are in the humanities. So maybe I should work with that. And that's something that you just learn as you grow and become more comfortable with yourself. So allow that growth to happen and allow your plans to change so that you are exploring all your options and you're not living life with regret or living a life that you don't feel is as suitable to you as another one could be, if that makes sense. Oh, no, damn it.
1: (laughs) I stand by what I said. I know it was clear. That reminds me of, or like, I don't know, that just makes you think that... Nobody is going to know if the plan you end up with for, like, your personal life trajectory is, like, your plan K. Like, no one's going to (laughs) know. No one.
0: If I didn't tell you guys that I was going to be a nurse, you all probably would have gone on thinking that I wanted to be a lawyer, like, my whole life. Like, surprise. No, I didn't. And I had about 16 other career options in between them. So, yeah, I think that's such a good point. Like, you just got to do you. Again, no one's thinking about you. What you're doing, so make sure that what you're doing makes you happy because that's all that matters,
1: exactly. So, my next one is to try your best to give people the benefit of the doubt and really try your best to see the good in people because it'll just relieve so much stress from your life. Um, I feel like as a Scorpio, it's natural for me to assume people are doing things on purpose and like you know to be manipulative or because it benefits them, but in reality, like people don't mean often, hopefully, don't mean <laughs> to like hurt you or inconvenience you. And I'm not saying that's to like let people walk all over you and just like have you be like um someone they can push around or anything like that. But I'm just clarifying that it's like not worth your mental energy to wonder why people may have done something when there's probably a very simple explanation and it might just be that they didn't think it would hurt you. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I spend a lot of time like analyzing people's activity and being like, why did they do that? And then I'm like, probably because they just didn't know. You know, like they just didn't have all the information. Like people People really don't mean to be bad. At, I think, you know, to be philosophical. I think people are good at heart. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to remind okay. myself of that. Aristotle. <laughs> I don't know if that's Aristotle that said that, but. It's a selfish, good selfish thing to do to just like try to give people the benefit of the doubt because it'll save you so much energy in the end. Tea.
0: Yeah. Mine, next one is pretty basic. Uh, drink water. It's a good idea. Anya's doing it mine's empty but I swear there was water in it and there will be water after we're done recording and I will drink it but it's important it's good for you put the iced coffee down I'm talking to you yes you (laughs) put the
1: iced coffee down (laughs) that's not water it's gonna be me when I listen because I always listen to our episodes in the morning when I'm drinking my coffee and getting ready so I'm gonna be like sitting there and be like wait (laughs) let me go get my water for every
0: (laughs) cup of coffee you have in a day you better be having two cups
1: of water Is that a scientific formula? Absolutely not. But That's just my
0: advice to make sure that you're getting
1: enough water. So my next one is keeping a journal or something for future you to look back on is really fulfilling. And this is something I'm trying to get better at. I think I've said this in previous episodes, but I've really never been one to get attached to like physical objects or things. Um, so like whenever I would go to like a play or something like I wouldn't keep the playbook or like if I got a brochure from like a thing that I did, I wouldn't keep the brochure because I'd be like, oh, this is just clutter. And like, to an extent, that's a good habit to like be as minimalistic as possible. But I'm realizing like even though digital stuff, you know, we we do be in the digital age. So like <laughs> even though digital online stuff is theoretically more permanent than physical stuff, things still get lost in like your drive and like you get a new laptop and like you lose all those photos and whatever. So I think it's fun to document things physically for you to review in a few months or years or decades and just like, you know, get some photos that you like printed out and put them somewhere and you'll find them one day and it'll be so fun. So just like do your future self a favor, you know, don't force yourself to journal if you don't want to, or you don't want it to be like an everyday thing. But like every once in a while, it's fun to write down your thoughts. And like, even when I look at stuff that I wrote down in like the beginning of the pandemic, I'm like, wow, that's so interesting to like have that snapshot in time. And like listening to like our first podcast episode, I'm like, wow, that's so interesting although that is digital, but you know, you get my point. (laughs) Yeah.
0: My next one, and it kind of ties into the podcast, is to find a creative outlet. So Anya and I have talked about how we grew up dancing. So I think we would both agree that like our creative outlet growing up was dance. Like it was just such an amazing stress reliever. And it was something that like made you happy, whether you were already happy you were sad, you were angry, like no matter what, it's just, it always was so relieving, I feel like. Um, And now we have this, the show that we're allowed, geez, (laughs) that we are like expressing ourselves on and using as a creative outlet. And I just think it's so important, especially with, I'm assuming most of us are, you know, doing school remotely or working from home I'm being trapped in doing the same work all day and not having those, like, specific times when, like, the work day is over and you can relax. It's really important to find time for a creative outlet. I've even gotten in the habit, and I haven't told anyone this. So this is real podcast tea. Mm. But sometimes when I need to, like, just get out of my room and not think about school, I'll go on a walk and I'll listen to music and, like, choreograph in my head to the yeah. music while I'm on the walk.
1: Like, I'll just that. pick
0: songs <laughs> that I know, like, oh, I, when I listen to the song, like, I think of, I would love to choreograph to it. And I just listen to it and I imagine what moves I would see. And it seems so basic, but, like, that is a way of thinking creatively and allowing yourself to be creative, especially if you're like me, where the things that you're dealing with day-to-day are pretty rigid. Like, the law is rigid. And when it's not rigid, it's confusing. <laughs> so, It's nice to have a place where like you can't be wrong, I guess. And that's what a creative outlet really is.
1: My next one is maybe this is like just a me thing, but I feel like I used to really overthink Instagram and social media. Um, And I think it's fun to like curate a feed. Like I still enjoy doing that, but I think I would like just stress so much over like what I was posting and like, Oh, will it get likes? Will it work in my feed? Will people comment on it? Like, I just think I used to, do Social media more for other people than for myself. Um, so I forget where I heard this for the first time, but I just heard this recommendation to like think of Instagram as a digital photo album for you for future you to look back on.
0: Wasn't it the Middle Ground podcast?
1: Or am I making that up?
0: Maybe they were yeah. telling me about it.
1: Yeah, anyway, so not to interrupt, Middle Ground podcast. Um, check them out, they're cute, they are, but. Yeah. I just feel like it's so much more fun than trying to perfectly curate everything and like just actually sharing like moments of your life that, you know, when you get that notification a year from now, it's going to be like a year ago today. And you're going to look at it and be like, oh my God, that day was so fun because you posted a picture of like the random apples that you picked. That's so much more fun than like a selfie that like took you 70 million tries and like, you know, you edited and like, I don't know. I'm just trying to take it less seriously in general.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, me as well. I like the idea of looking at it kind of like the podcast. It's something to look back on and see what you were doing with your life. And like 10 years from now, you're not going to care how many likes you got on Yeah. any given post. Like you're just going to be like, oh, I remember taking that photo and like it was a really fun day or, you know, whatever memories attached to it. So my next lesson is it's okay to change your mind after learning new information. And I feel like this is like a graphic that I saw all over Instagram, um, specifically with the Black Lives Matter movement and just, like, overall uh, heightened political awareness in general. But I think it's so true. And this is, like, I'm not trying to call anyone out. Like, this is very much bipartisan, a human being thing. We all are drawn towards confirmation bias. We all want to be told that what we think and what we believe is right and moral and what we should be thinking and believing. But we're also human beings and we're going to be wrong, sometimes. And even if, like, you believe something, you might not know everything there is to know about it. And you can heighten your belief and your knowledge of it by learning as much as you can about it. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. And I truly mean that. I'm not just saying that to make myself smaller (laughs) because I hope I'm coming across clear. But yeah, I just think it's so important to always keep learning um, because I think the only time that, like, I really have a problem, especially with people that have different opinions than me, is when they're not At all, attempting to grow and learn and evolve their opinions and beliefs as they evolve as human beings.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like the most like difficult and like stereotypically bad conversations about politics are the ones where like nobody's willing to shift or like even explore the other person's upbringing or opinion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like you can disagree with someone, but like learning more about like why they think that and like then you have an understanding of like their background and like. I don't know
0: yeah and if Agreed. You, if you do that and you find that your your opinion and your belief is changing that's okay <laughs> or if you learn more about it and you still feel a certain way and have your reasons that's also okay like I don't know there's just I feel like it's not about being right for the sake of like thinking you're right if that makes sense it's about like educating yourself and giving yourself as as great of a chance to have an educated opinion as possible. I think that's what's most important.
1: Yeah. And unless you're like, I don't know, Buddha, like have achieved like self-actualization, nobody <laughs> knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> so t- just like letting yourself like admitting that and letting yourself take advantage of it. Like it's a privilege to like be able to learn new information and it's a privilege to grow yeah. up in the digital age where information is so available. So use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, My next one is that getting Outside into nature is so grounding. Um, So I just want to encourage everybody listening to try it out, even if you don't think of yourself as like an outdoorsy person. Um, You know, like I – everyone knows I went to school in the city for the last four years. um, And I touched on this in my recent solo episode. But I feel like I found a lot of comfort in nature this year. Um, And especially – I mean, maybe this is just a me thing. But for things to be so chaotic in like the human world um, and just looking at nature and knowing that everything bounces back – um, and you know ecosystems exist because like Earth knows what it's knows what it's doing. Um, it's very comforting to me. So like even if you're not gonna like go on a twelve mile hike through like the n- White Mountains or something, like just sitting outside getting some fresh air. I know it's gonna be harder as like the seasons continue to change, but yeah. And bonus lesson: be kind to the Earth
0: because the Earth is kind to you. That's all that it is. Um, actually. I shouldn't have used the word kind because now I'm going to sound a little repetitive because my next lesson is that you would never regret being kind, which again, sounds so cliche. Like I really am stealing these off of Pinterest graphics, but it's true. If I even think back to like, I don't know, someone who I know walked all over me or who I know wasn't necessarily a good friend, a good person, did something bad to me. I don't at all regret being nice to someone else, even if they hurt me in some way. Because yeah, they hurt you, but what good does it really do you to hurt someone back just because like you may not agree with them or they did something mean to you, whatever the situation may be. I just think there is so much good in being the bigger person and knowing that like no matter what you're always like trying to put positive energy out into the universe and like that's not to say that you should just like let people get away with like their bullshit (laughs) because you should definitely like call people out on it especially with like very sensitive and like practically life or death things aka call out your racist friends anyways (laughs) But, like, yeah, I just – I am learning as I get older that, like, being petty is funny on the surface, but, like, not
1: a way to live, if that makes sense. Yeah. An eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Isn't that the same? T. That is the T right there. Future you, you're going to want to look back on your life and, like, think about the times that you got revenge, like – not really
0: <laughs> no yeah like what did you gain from getting revenge like 30 seconds of being like "Ha, ha, ha got them <laughs> and then you're like okay i guess i'll move on with my life like no just be be the bigger person be nice to everyone if you can and or at
1: least like mature like if you're yeah. gonna cut ties with someone for like your own mental health do it that's not being mean yeah um, for sure but just like don't spread negative energy for no reason because it'll yeah. come back to you yeah, for sure. So my last one is kind of related to your, um, uh, it's okay to change after learning new information point, but I feel like I'm trying to convince myself and like reiterate for myself that just because you graduate doesn't mean you're done learning new things. Um, I think it's really easy to like, once you're outside of academia to be like, ah, now I just hop around with all the information I learned so far, like he, he, head empty, <laughs> but like, I think it's really important to keep learning and finding little ways to educate yourself even after college. So like I love podcasts for this reason. Like everyone knows I love the Stuff You Should Know podcast because it's just random topics you would never learn about otherwise. Books, I like, I really love nonfiction, especially when it's on my own terms and when I can learn about what I'm specifically interested in in the world. So yeah, just like don't let yourself get um, complacent in what you know. Always- seek to learn new things even if it's not useful like i feel like i get annoyed at people that like say there's no point in like you know when you have those like little debates like is water wet and everyone's like why are we even talking about this this is stupid it's like no it's cuz it's fun and like philosophical and like challenges your brain that's why we're talking about it i don't know is water wet um in my opinion no it makes things wet yeah
0: i agree with that is a hot dog <laughs>
1: a sandwich Um, well, I would reference the cube rule on that question. I don't know if you're familiar. (laughs) Have you seen that? No, you told (laughs) me about it. Where it's like structural, like something. So the cube rule, if you're not familiar, I won't go down this rabbit hole. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, the cube rule is a school of thought around where structurally the starches are in any given dish and like what category of dish it (laughs) falls into then. So like, for example, a pop tart is a calzone by the school of thought, (laughs) but isn't it also a ravioli? I think a calzone and a ravioli are the same category. Okay. Just like a closed starch on all ends, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I would okay. highly and also there's like this whole diagram of like where you fall in the is this hot dog a sandwich thing. And I think I'm a structural purist ingredient rebel. So like <laughs> so like I'm fine with whatever ingredients are in there as long as it's structurally a sandwich but anyway look it up
0: <laughs> I'm gonna look this up and whatever I deem myself I'm gonna make in my Instagram bio <laughs> honestly that's really funny I wish I thought of that <laughs> an ingredient rebel structural purist oh, oh, yeah it's really I just remember I think I brought this up to you and Grant as a joke like I jokingly was like he he is a hot dog a sandwich and you were like well it depends if you <laughs> <laughs> and I was like holy shit
1: I love stuff like that I'm such a like weirdo I'm so quirky. So
0: quirky. (laughs) So philosophical. (laughs) I'm so different. Uh, I'm not like other girls. (laughs) I'm a cool girl. (laughs) Um, So my last lesson and the last lesson of this episode is to give yourself grace and learn to forgive yourself. Um, I feel like this is a good all-encompassing lesson. At the end of the day, we're human beings. Every single person has failed at something. Every single person has made some sort of mistake. Every single person has done something that they aren't necessarily proud of now. We all have. what, And it could be as big or as small. But the important thing is to recognize when you make mistakes and when you need to make improvements, I guess. So if you're at that point where you're like, I'm not super proud of, you know, doing X, Y, I'm not proud that I was mean to that girl in high school like I shouldn't have done that. Okay, yeah, you're probably right, you shouldn't have. But you also need to learn to forgive yourself, recognize where you went wrong and make improvements for the future. So long as you're always trying to better yourself and always recognizing your weaknesses and where you've gone wrong, I think that's really all you can do cuz you're it's you're bound to make mistakes. Like literally no one is walking on this earth without making mistakes and doing things that they aren't necessarily proud of and that they wouldn't necessarily do now in like in their current shoes so yeah learn to forgive yourself don't beat yourself up and just try to be the best version of yourself you can be every day
1: yeah I think that ties in well to like a lot of the points that we said in this episode like you're doing the best you can at any given time with the information Mm -hmm. that you know but if you find new information then that's okay too so yeah just send out good vibes yeah,
0: that's the real lesson. That's what we can tell you after 22 years on this earth. Send out the good vibes and be an ingredient rebel,
1: that's it. <laughs> or just like a a structural rebel. Like I'm down. A structural for, rebel, sure. I'm down for the the conversation, no matter what you are, really. So just like DM <laughs> me, let me know where you fall on the is a hot dog a sandwich matrix because it's really important.
0: Yeah, it's like your, um, what's the, like, ENFJ thing? Your- oh,
1: like your Myers-Briggs? Yeah. All right, well, we hope you guys liked this episode of Two Degrees Hotter. If you did, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, and we will read your five-star review on the air. We really want to do more of those. Please, please. Yeah,
0: please. Or at the very please. least,
1: just give us the five stars. That would also make us very happy. <laughs> yes, but we want to hear what you're liking, so yeah. the more context, the better. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And we will
0: see you guys. Nope, you will hear from us next Tuesday. We will not see you guys.
1: So that's not how this This works. This is true. (laughs) Unless unless there's something I don't know about deeply here, that is not how this works. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.
0: Bye, guys.